Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program today, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on C. diff spores and more. And we would like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. Please visit the Clorox Healthcare website. It's cloroxhealthcare.com to learn more about keeping environments safer with Clorox Healthcare. Today, we have two special guests with us. Uh, we have Dr. Priya Bellachandran, who is the COO of Applied Silver, microbiologist and infectious disease expert, and has deep experience working with products and applications for infectious disease, molecular diagnostics, and public health. We have Missy Travis, RN, and the founder of IP and C Consulting, a consulting company that assists others, infection preventionists, business owners, and sports teams develop an effective infection prevention program. At this time, um, both uh, Missy and Dr. Bellachandran will be here today discussing critical layer in infection prevention, horizontal soft surface intervention. At this time, I'd like to welcome our first guest, Missy Travis. Welcome to the show, Missy. Thank you so much for having us on your show today, Nancy. I'm really excited to discuss this topic. We are so happy that you're here for us. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. And Missy, our first question is about the methods that are used to prevent C. diff infections in healthcare settings. Would you mind sharing that information with our listeners? Of course. This is a great question. In the past, we have used several different measures to control C. diff infection, including transmission-based precautions, specifically contact precautions, prompt identification with early testing based on established criteria, hand-washing, of course, antibiotic stewardship, and cleaning hard surfaces with a disinfectant that is effective against spores. Um, APIC created an entire guide that is very useful in preventing the spread of CDI, and Shea also has a set of clinical practice guidelines for the prevention of C. diff infection. And I recently used both of these resources when I experienced an outbreak of C. diff in a facility where I was working as the infection prevention. And while these are all effective measures that address multiple modes of transmission, they don't really address soft surfaces and air particles. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. Now we are seeing newer technologies and disinfectants that help eliminate microorganisms, including C. diff, on soft surfaces and in the air. And these new technologies and disinfectants were developed and introduced for several reasons. We know that bleach by itself is effective, but it requires a pre-cleaning step, and it can take up to 10 minutes to work. New products and technology reduce the time it takes to kill the spores, reduce the damage to equipment and surfaces from bleach, and increase safety for the user. Historically, there's been a trade-off between using a strong disinfectant that effectively kills microorganisms and the damage to your equipment in addition to posing some safety concerns. So some of these have been around for several years but have not been used in the healthcare setting until recently. So some of these newer technologies that we are using to combat C. diff include UVC light, 
hydrogen peroxide products, electrostatic sprayers, fogging devices, containment products, and soft surface treatments and disinfectants. Thank you so much, Missy, for the overview on on the methods being used. And Missy, can you explain how the linens, how do linens and other soft surfaces play a role in the spread of infections, including a C. diff infection? Yes. Um, So the studies have shown that patients with C. diff shed spores in stool, which results in contamination of their skin, clothing, linens, and the environment. And this can also be said of other multidrug-resistant organisms, or more commonly called MDROs. We also know that several microorganisms can survive for days to months in the environment if those surfaces are not cleaned appropriately and effectively. And this includes linen and soft surfaces. And this really creates the perfect storm, if you will. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about that a little more when we discuss the cleaning methods for soft surfaces. I often think about the study on VRE in the patient environment that was done several years ago. And I used that illustration with pictures of what is contaminated in that patient or resident environment when I did new employee orientation so that I could drive home the point about it's not just the patient who creates a risk, for contaminating your hands and or your clothes as a healthcare worker. It's the entire environment. Another study on environmental reservoirs for MRSA found that over half the surface samples taken from beds and mattresses were positive for MRSA. And this really makes sense if you think about it because patients spend a good amount of time in their bed and care is done while patient is in their bed, including toileting, bathing, and even eating sometimes. Several years ago, I observed mattresses that were contaminated due to punctures um, where people during an emergency situation Really, before we were using safety devices, they were just putting the needle into the mattress, which, as you know, created um, a a huge significant infection prevention problem because we started to see contamination inside that mattress. So this illustrates another potential risk related to soft surfaces because they can become torn or damaged more easily than hard surfaces. Linens are also on that same patient bed. And we know that linens are not changed every day. And to make things worse, many of the mattress covers that we use in healthcare are dark in color for aesthetic reasons. And this makes it hard to tell when they are contaminated and in need of cleaning. Another study showed that healthcare worker gloves can become just as contaminated from a patient's environment as from the patient themselves. And this would include all the soft surfaces in that patient's environment. And we know as part of their job, healthcare workers have to touch multiple items in the environment to care for the patient and or the residents. And as you know, the linens and soft surfaces are a huge part of that patient's environment. And we all know that hands are an effective vector for transmitting microorganisms, which can lead to infections. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Missy, for that information. And it's amazing, um, the the linen soft surfaces and the mattresses, how um, they spread the infections. And, 
you know, in cleaning now, and how how is the cleaning and disinfection of soft surfaces different from other surfaces in the hospitals? That's a great question. Um, and typically, a standardized process for cleaning hard surfaces um, in the healthcare setting is present. Um, there are multiple disinfectants from which to choose. Ideally, there is an assigned responsibility for each of those hard surfaces. Conversely, there isn't a standardized way to clean soft surfaces. Because they can be damaged by harsh chemicals and they are not easily cleaned, they are often neglected until they are visibly soiled. If you look at furniture and curtains, for example, these items are typically not assigned to a particular department for cleaning. And in the case of curtains, they are often difficult to take down. And sometimes there are not replacements available because many times these curtains are expensive. So you might have a situation where one department is taking them down, another department is sending them to be laundered, and then another facility might be doing the laundering. In addition, they might be sitting in storage for a while until there's time to hang them up again because sometimes it can be very time-consuming to hang those curtains. Not to mention the curtains are possibly being recontaminated when they are rehung in the room on the track. As a matter of fact, this very topic has come up in almost every setting where I have worked as the infection preventionist, and I would guess this is the case for most other IPs. Amazing. Thank you so much, Missy. And Missy, can you share with our listeners the current practice for cleaning soft surfaces aside from linens and in the hospitals? Sure. Most soft surfaces are typically cleaned on a routine basis and when visibly soiled because there is no standard for environmental soft surfaces. Um, that can be different for each facility. Depending on the presence of infection prevention in the facility, you may have some soft surfaces that are neglected, unfortunately, for months or even years. Unfortunately, I have seen the latter practice over the years. Because there's not an easy way to clean them and they are not routinely cleaned, they are often neglected unless they are visibly soiled or someone complains about it. And we are seeing more hospital-grade type furniture, um, which makes cleaning easier, but because of the piece of furniture and the way it's designed, cleaning is sometimes difficult. And I recently told a story about the inadequate cleaning of a recliner that was in a healthcare setting and it was in a patient room. And it was made of a cleanable material, but no one thought to clean it in the reclining position. And that, that area in between the footstool of the recliner and the seat was actually serving as a reservoir for contaminated material. And I won't go into details and tell you uh, what was in that little reservoir since it's lunchtime, but you can only imagine. And needless to say, this revealed to me that we don't always clean furniture thoroughly because it is not held to the same standard as equipment, even though it comes in contact with the patient. And this is also true of curtains. Most facilities, as I mentioned earlier, do not have a process in place to ensure that curtains are cleaned on a routine basis and when soiled. And many IPs 
myself included, tried to avoid bringing soft surfaces into the hospital environment for this very reason. But sometimes it can't be avoided. Many times we need curtains for privacy, we need mattresses to keep patients comfortable, and we also need furniture. Absolutely. And Missy, we are two minutes before we go to commercial break. Uh, would you like to share the what solutions are available and used to clean linen in industrial laundries? Of course. According to CDC, laundry facilities can use detergents, bleach, and hot water to clean linens, but it really depends on the manufacturer's instructions for the equipment and the linen. Chlorine bleach is an economical, broad-spectrum chemical germicide that enhances the effectiveness of the laundering process, but it's not compatible with all fabrics. For example, bleach was not routinely recommended for laundering flame-retardant fabrics, linens, and clothing because its use diminished the flame-retardant properties of the treated fabric and could actually support combustion if not adequately rinsed. Chlorine alternatives, such as activated oxygen-based laundry detergents, provide added benefits for fabric and color safety in addition to reducing microbes. But it's important to note that only EPA-registered oxygen-based bleach and detergents used in healthcare settings should be used to ensure adequate disinfection of laundry. And although hot water washing is an effective laundry disinfection method, the cost can be substantial. Laundries are typically the largest users of hot water in hospitals. One study actually showed that they consume 50 to 75% of the total hot water, representing an average of 10 to 15% of the energy used by the hospital. This level of heat is not always available on non-commercial washers. I recently came across this issue when we needed launder transfer sheets in a facility. It had to be added to washer that was being used and it was no small project and not really a small expense to do that. There are also studies that have demonstrated that lower water temperatures can reduce microbial contamination when the cycling of the washer, the detergent, and the amount of additive are carefully monitored and controlled. Um, regardless of the water, water temperature, drying and ironing can also provide additional reduction of microorganisms. But similar to washing, dryer temperatures and cycle times are dictated by the materials in the fabrics. Okay. Thank you so much, Missy, for sharing all that. And right now we are going to pause our commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing critical layer and infection prevention, horizontal soft surface interventions with our guests, Missy Travis and Dr. Bella Chandran. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. 
Join us on November 4th and 5th for the 9th Annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo. This will be a live two-day online event dedicated to healthcare professionals worldwide. For conference details and to register, please visit the conference website at cdiff2021.com or the CDIF Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org and plan ahead for next year when we look forward to meeting you in person on November 3rd and 4th, 2022 at the Boston Logan Hilton Hotel. If you missed the live broadcast of C. diff spores and more, we invite you to listen at your leisure. In addition to the on-demand show on Voice America Health and Wellness, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Take us with you worldwide. You're invited to join us for the C. diff Patient, Family, and Caregiver Symposium. This is a free event for patients who have been diagnosed, are being treated, or are recovering from a C. diff infection and recurrences with family members and caregivers. The event is July 16th from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. For symposium details and to register, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call 727-205-3922. We look forward to seeing you online in July. This symposium is sponsored by Series Therapeutics. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thanks for joining us today on C. diff spores and more with our guests today, Missy Travis and Dr. Priya Belachandran. They are both here today to discuss critical layers in infection prevention, Horizontal Soft Surface Intervention. Right now, I'd like to welcome back our guest, Kel, uh, Missy Travis. And thank you so much for joining us today, Missy. Thank you so much, Nancy, for having me. I'm really enjoying this conversation today. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this amazing information with our listeners. And it is really educational and an eye-opener at the least. And, you know, it, and people want to know, like, what are some of the concerns about C. diff infection, given the current state of the COVID-19? Yes. So we have seen two primary responses to COVID-19 as it relates to CDI and other MDROs. On one hand, some healthcare settings have seen a decrease in these types of infections due to the increase in hand hygiene and cleaning and disinfection. On the other hand, COVID-19 has created some new problems because many IPs have diverted their attention away from CDI and MDROs to focus on COVID-19. During this diversion, unfortunately, other infectious diseases have continued to spread in the facility. At the beginning of the pandemic, we were seeing shortages of PPE and disinfectants, which interfered with healthcare workers performing the basic prevention techniques for prevention of C. diff and other multidrug-resistant organisms. We also observed healthcare workers practicing extended use of PPE during times of crisis, which could also lead to the spread of MDROs. In addition, we know that the patients who got COVID-19 were sometimes started on antibiotics to prevent other bacterial infections, which can lead to the development of C. diff infection. 
Decreased staffing levels have created vacancies in certain positions, and sometimes the IP may be working on the unit as a nurse or in another capacity rather than focusing on infection prevention. Um, Most recently, during my work with the CDC Foundation over this past year, I've seen this particularly in long-term care facilities. In the COVID-19 unit, you may have nursing staff doing most of the cleaning, which can be problematic because their, their lack of training and their time, and plus that's not their primary role or really their concern for that matter. I think the most alarming discovering during this time was the lack of cleaning and disinfection in healthcare settings. Some healthcare settings have limited training for their housekeeping staff. And this combined with time constraints related to room turnover and short staffing has created some additional issues related to adequate cleaning and disinfection. The positive thing is that we have identified this problem and now we can do something about it. Exactly. And thanks so much, Missy, for sharing that. And Missy, is there a risk um, for linens? to become contaminated before they even reach the patient or resident for their use? Oh, most definitely. The issue is when they are being transported, stored, and handled after cleaning, but before reaching the resident and or the patient. This poses more of a risk of contamination because it is not always controlled. It's really up to the infection preventionist to make sure that the contracted facility is following all the recommendations for processing and transporting the laundry. As you can imagine, there are several opportunities during and after transport. They are typically brought over on a truck and unloaded on a covered cart. In most instances, there is some storage time in which linens can be exposed to outside elements or stored in a hallway. Plus, the infection preventionist needs to make sure that they are not being contaminated during storage. You may, and, th- and this can be a difficult situation because you may have multiple people touching the linen cart when caring for patients and or residents, and they may not always have clean hands, not to mention how they are carrying the laundry down the hall to the patient's room. I remember when I was a nursing assistant, I used to load myself up with linens so that I didn't have to make multiple trips to the clean utility room to get additional linen. And they, these linens were coming in contact with my face and with my scrubs as I was carrying them down the hall. Sometimes even family members who are in the facility for a long period of time, they figure out the codes to the clean utility room and start getting their own linens. Um, And speaking of families, they sometimes bring in blankets and pillows from home just to make the resident and or the patient more comfortable. And we know these linens may not be clean and can further contaminate the ones that are already on the bed. We also know that linen in particular are handled by multiple people throughout the day. I know in my practice as an infection preventionist, I've often come across people shuffling through the clean linen cart looking for a specific piece of linen. And just confession time, I probably, and I know that I did that myself when I was a practicing nurse and a nursing assistant uh, caring for patients. I've also seen linen stored on windowsills or in the bathroom. Um, we know going back to healthcare workers trying to be cognizant of good time management, they will bring in too much linen. 
um, into the patient's room because they don't want to be short and they don't want to have to make another trip. And if you think about it, linens are touched by healthcare workers, family members, and the patient and or the resident multiple times a day just as, just as part of their regular day. And additionally, we know that the patient and or the resident may be lying in the bed on those linens for multiple hours. Amazing. I had a couple of visuals with the linen because I did. You brought me back to when I was on the floor nursing. And I remember I remember seeing what you were describing. So thank you, Missy, for that. And Missy, yeah. <laughs> is there a who? Uh, and Reed, there must be a who who should be thinking about introducing additional technology to their soft surface disinfection program. Can you share that with us? Yes, there certainly is. The infection preventionist, as well as the multidisciplinary environment of care team or your quality team, that's typically made up of clinical staff, environmental services, administration, and facility operations. All of these people have a stake um, in the soft surface cleaning and disinfection program. As I mentioned, we have several methods in place to prevent the spread of CDI, and many of these interventions are also applicable to other NDROs. The problem is that most interventions rely on people to do the right thing at the right time, and we know that this does not always happen, especially in a hectic and stressful environment like healthcare. Additional technologies are meant to work in tandem with the traditional prevention methods, and this provides an additional layer of protection, which can be helpful if any of these steps are missed. If you think about the Swiss cheese model that we often use when discussing high reliability, this is very similar to that. You always want another fail-safe in place in case something is missed. And this is especially true when you're talking about high-risk populations that are in high-risk situations, which is typically the case in healthcare settings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these additional technologies can help be that fail-safe. And right now, we are going to pause for our commercial break. And when we return, we'll continue discussing the critical layer in infection prevention, horizontal soft surface interventions with our guests, Missy Travis and Dr. Bella Chandran. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. <music> Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. 
you're invited to join us for the C. diff Patient, Family, and Caregiver Symposium. This is a free event for patients who have been diagnosed, are being treated, or are recovering from a C. diff infection and recurrences with family members and caregivers. The event is July 16th from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. For symposium details and to register, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call 727-205-3922. We look forward to seeing you online in July. This symposium is sponsored by Series Therapeutics. To help support the C. diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free 1-844-4-C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Join us on November 4th and 5th for the 9th Annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo. This will be a live two-day online event dedicated to healthcare professionals worldwide. For conference details and to register, please visit the conference website at cdiff2021.com or the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org and plan ahead for next year when we look forward to meeting you in person on November 3rd and 4th, 2022 at the Boston Logan Hilton Hotel. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome back to C. diff Sports and more. Before the commercial break, we were discussing with Missy Travis uh, about silver, and unfortunately, the connection went a little bad. So, um, Missy, are you back with us? Yes, I am back. Okay. Wonderful. Okay, would you mind just reviewing that one more time about what is... Um, no, wait, I'm sorry, I got lost there for a minute. The silver, um, how it's being used in healthcare and other applications to reduce infection risk. Of course. Um, so silver has been around for centuries. We know that it kills microorganisms by interacting with microbial proteins. And there have been multiple products that have been impregnated with silver, and they have been used for invasive procedures and treatment. It has also been used on wound care products to reduce the risk of infection from skin contamination. It has also been used on skin dressings to protect and reduce the bacteria around insertion sites for invasive devices. Um, we've also seen silver used in ointments for the eyes and other areas on the body. Um, overall, it is an effective method uh, for reducing microorganisms because it also exhibits residual properties, so it continues um, to work over the course of time. Thank you so much, Missy. We really appreciate that answer, and we wanted to make sure our global listeners were able to hear all of that. And we're so, we're so glad that um, you were able to be with us today. And right now we're going to introduce Dr. Priya Belachandran, COO of Applied Silver, microbiologist and infectious disease expert. Welcome to the program, Dr. Belachandran. 
Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. I'm sorry about that. Uh, nope. And it's a pleasure to be on the radio show again. Uh, this is my second time around, and I'm thrilled to be back. Well, we are so happy to have you here, and thank you so much again for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. And, you know, Dr. Bella Chandran, if you wouldn't mind explaining to our global listeners exactly what SilvaClean is and how does it work? Of course. So SilvaClean is a technology that enables soft surfaces to actively participate in infection control and thus supports HAI reduction efforts. Uh, simply put, the SilverClean device infuses fabrics with ionic silver, which Missy has just explained its medical utilities, um, in such a way that uh, fabrics become residually or continuously antimicrobial. The proprietary and patented chemistry that is delivered through the SilverClean device uh, is done so through a simple laundry process and hence can be applied to any fabric that can be laundered. So this includes patient linens, towels, scrubs, PPE, mops, privacy curtains, etc. So think about the daily life of a laundered linen, um, like a patient linen in a hospital. Once these items arrive from a laundry, the laundry, they get moved around and uh, touched multiple times before the patient even uses them. And when in use, these surfaces are touched multiple times by the patient, clinicians, family members, etc. So these fabrics become highly contaminated, often within a very short window of time. Silver is very well known, as uh, Missy described, it's a natural antimicrobial that has been used extensively in medical applications. And what's unique about silver is that it's equally effective against gram-positive and gram-negative pathogens, mold, mildew. And when fabrics become infused with ionic silver from silverclean, they become antimicrobial, such that they kill microbes any time uh, microbes contaminate the fabric. So this could be when a patient is lying on the bed or when a nurse is wearing PPE or scrubs or when linens are handled during storage or transported or when privacy curtains are opened or closed multiple times during the day. SilverClean is EPA registered. In fact, it is the only technology that is registered to provide residual reduction of microbial contamination post-laundry. And it is registered for use against key pathogens that are associated with healthcare-associated infections. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Bellatrandon, for sharing that. And I know that there are some antimicrobial silver and copper threaded embedded textiles available. And can you share why and how SilverClean is a better solution? Yeah, so SilverClean is not a detergent or a disinfectant. Um, so laundry, when it's released by the laundry provider, is delivered as hygienically clean because we use detergents and disinfectants, bleach, high temperature, to effectively reduce that micro microbial contamination. SilverClean works in synergy with these products and this process to maintain hygiene of the fabrics post-laundry. It is actually applied in the final rinse cycle of the laundry process. 
So to reiterate, in a routine laundry process is use that combination of heat and chemicals like chlorine, detergents, quaternary ammonium compounds, peroxide additives to reduce the microbial load from incoming laundry. These agents are quite effective and they act during the laundry cycle itself. And, um, and because they are caustic with extended use, they get removed during that rinse cycle, or in other words, they provide a one-time kill. So one might ask, why is this not sufficient? It is because there is a high degree of uh, recontamination risk once linens leave that laundry facility. And in fact, there are at least six touch points before clean linens land on a patient's bed. It is this post-laundry contamination problem that CivilClean addresses. And CivilClean is the only solution that provides a residual antimicrobial effect, so such that it kills microbes every time they come in contact with treated fabrics and can even do so under uh, moisture-deficient conditions. And in fact, there are multiple studies now that show that subclean-treated textiles not only come out of the dryer uh, cleaner, but they stay cleaner throughout that linen use cycle. Wonderful. And uh, another important point, sorry, no, go ahead. Um, go ahead. one additional point of, Yep. One additional point I wanted to add is that SilverClean provides a complete kill against microbes because it has a multimodal kill mechanism such that it is very difficult for microbes that are uh, impacted by ionic silver to recover and regrow. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Belichandran, for sharing that. And can you share with uh, our listeners what type of data evidence supports the use of SilverClean? Yeah, so the scientists at Applied Silver, in collaboration with leading laundry and clinical sites, have collected uh, a rust data set to support the use of SilverClean as a component of infection control programs. Let me expand on that a little bit more. So the EPA approved public health claims for SilverClean based on third-party GLP data sets that demonstrated 99.9% kill of key pathogens, including Staphylococcus aureus, Klebsiella pneumoniae, and several others that have been implicated in healthcare-associated infections. These data are then supported by multi-year clinical studies conducted at uh, several hospital facilities that demonstrate uh, and further confirm that one, that textiles are routinely recontaminated with microbes during storage, handling, and use. And, um, and they further demonstrate that when these textiles are laundered with silverplane, microbes, including um, those such as staphylococcus, are significantly reduced before, during, and after patient use. In another study done in a professional sports setting, uh, this was done with the San Francisco 49ers, routine use of silver clean through their uh, regular football season led to not only cleaner athletic gear, but also fewer microbes in the overall environment because uh, there was no contamination coming from contaminated gear to the environment. 
Infection control programs that include Silvaclean along with standard practices such as hand hygiene or hot surface cleaning have been demonstrated to have reduced microbial divergence on hospital linens, but also have now have demonstrated reduced infection rates in the clinical setting. And in fact, some of these studies we have published and demonstrated that in peer-reviewed retrospective clinical surveillance studies, a clinically significant reduction of 43% in overall HEI rates was observed in the time period that included silicone as part of a routine infection uh, prevention bundle versus the previous without silicone. These HAIs that were monitored included C. diff infections, collapses, cauties, and SSIs. And in fact, these studies have now been replicated at several healthcare facilities. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Bella Chandran. And we have one minute before we go to commercial break. And would you be able to briefly explain how, how and does SilverClean change the way hospital linens look or feel? And have there been any reports of allergic reactions? So the clean does not change the way the fabric looks, uh, nor does it change the way it feels when used as directed. In fact, it is impossible to tell that silver clean is present with the naked, naked eye. So applied silver has created a, uh, a test kit that allows uh, facilities to routinely detect for presence of silver clean. Uh, the process of treatment integrates seamlessly with the current laundry process and provides a passive intervention strategy such that the nursing staff don't require any additional training or changes in protocols. And yes, in fact, silver clean and ionic silver are non-allergenic. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Bella Chandran, for sharing all of this wonderful information with us today. And right now, we are going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing the critical layer in infection prevention, horizontal soft surface interventions with our guests, Missy Travis and Dr. Bella Chandran. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. You're invited to join us for the C. diff Patient, Family, and Caregiver Symposium. This is a free event for patients who have been diagnosed, are being treated, or are recovering from a C. diff infection and recurrences with family members and caregivers. The event is July 16th from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. For symposium details and to register, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call 727-205-3922. We look forward to seeing you online in July. This symposium is sponsored by Series Therapeutics. Join us on November 4th and 5th for the 9th Annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo. 
This will be a live two-day online event dedicated to healthcare professionals worldwide. For conference details and to register, please visit the conference website at cdiff2021.com or the CDIF Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org and plan ahead for next year when we look forward to meeting you in person on November 3rd and 4th, 2022 at the Boston Logan Hilton Hotel. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Thank you so much for joining us today on C. diff spores and more with our special guests. Oops. With our special guests, Missy Travis and Dr. Bella Chandran. And they are both here today discussing the critical layer in infection prevention, horizontal soft surface interventions. And we welcome you both back to the program. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Nancy. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Missy. Thank you, Dr. Bella Chandran. Missy, would you like to go over the key points of the program today for our global listeners? Sure. So we've spent a lot of time discussing the presence of microorganisms on soft surfaces in the patient environment. And so I think we have established the risk for contamination. And we've also discussed all of the potential failures and gaps in cleaning soft surfaces that are likely contaminated. Um, And we've also talked about how we know the resident, patient, healthcare worker, and family members are coming into contact with that contaminated environment. So I think just kind of to sum up what all we've been talking about is By adding an antimicrobial component to these fabrics, we could potentially reduce the chance of pathogens from ever coming into contact with a patient and or resident or their environment. And we can also prevent healthcare workers from getting those pathogens on their hands and spreading it to other residents and patients. Um, As an infection preventionist, I love the idea of passive infection prevention because many of us have our hands full already. And by adding something that is working in the background to help close the gaps when failures are present helps me as the IP to focus on the other areas such as training and compliance. Um, just finally, in thinking about the hierarchy of controls, elimination is at the top of your prevention strategies. So anytime we can eliminate the risk, that is the best option. And I feel like this helps to eliminate that risk. Thank you so much, Missy. And thanks for joining us today. And, and we appreciate all the information you've provided our listeners and all of us today. And Dr. Priya Belachandran, would you like to provide uh, our listeners with contact information and closing comments? Of course. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show once again, Nancy. Our vision at Applied Silver is really to create a future where everyday fabrics kill harmful bacteria, mold, and mildew to provide a cleaner and healthier world. For healthcare, our goal is to provide a new standard of hygiene for all hospitals' uh, top surfaces while arming hospitals with an additional tool and an additional layer to combat those hospital-acquired infections. We also work with professional sports teams and hotels to extend similar benefits. And in fact, many of these facilities have used SilverClean to enhance their protocols, especially during the last year through the pandemic. 
I would really encourage all listeners to visit our website at www.appliedsilver.com to learn more. And we would be happy to answer any of their questions uh, when they reach out. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Bellachandran, and thank you both, Missy and Dr. Bellachandran, for joining us today on CDIP Spores and More. And we are more great, we are so grateful for your dedication in the infection prevention environment and healthcare uh, community. At this time, the members of the CDIP Foundation would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, and please visit their website, cloroxhealthcare.com, to learn more about. Clorox Healthcare Products, and we wish to acknowledge the organizations around the globe dedicated to improving health through research and development of new products, addressing C. difficile infection, prevention treatments, protecting the gut microbiome, clinical trials, diagnostics, and environmental safety worldwide. And please help them to help you to help others by visiting the CDF Foundation's website, cdifffoundation.org, to learn about clinical trials in progress. To learn more about upcoming events that you will not want to miss out on, please visit the Foundation's website. We send our get well wishes to all patients being treated for and recovering from a CDF infection and the many wellness draining illnesses being combated across the globe. We also would like to take this moment to thank Faring Pharmaceuticals for being the global sponsor of this year's global CDF awareness walks that take place on September 25th. For more information, please visit the CDF website, CDFFoundation org website and thank you thanks series therapeutics for being the diamond sponsor of the ninth annual international c diff conference and health expo along with fairing pharmaceutical being the platinum sponsor and uh accurix pharmaceuticals being the audio sponsor of the ninth annual international CDF conference happening on November 4th and 5th live online two-day conference please visit the cdiff2021.com website for more information and to register registration is complimentary this year and we look forward to seeing you in November I'm your host Nancy Corella with our reminder none of us can do this alone all of us can do this together we wish you good health continued healing and a good day Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, that's 1 p.m. Eastern Time, for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together.